Coming up on Golf Today, it took an extra day, tons of drama, and one of the great putting performances of recent memory. But we finally crowned ourselves a player's champion. Cam Smith bags his biggest win to date. We'll dive into the numbers and the flat stick. And this week, the 17th at TPC Sawgrass made a case for the best hole in all of professional golf. We had some brilliance. What up, Shane Lowry? We had some misery, as you can see there with Brooks Kepka, And we had everything in between. We'll kick off some island talk on a Tuesday. And it'll be Henrik Stinson, the five-time Ryder Cupper, as the captain of the Europeans next year in Italy. The announcement made today, which means the wraparound God will hop on the show to talk about the honor, the process, and how quickly the planning for next year begins. Long week, and we're ready to go again. It's Golf Today time. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. Folks, it took a minute, but 28-year-old Cam Smith is your 2022 Players Champion, making 10 birdies in the final round, one putting eight of his final nine holes for a final round, six under 66, and a one-shot victory. TPC Sagres had everything but locusts last week. First round took 54 hours and 16 minutes to complete, 29 water balls, on 17 on Saturday, nearly five inches torrential rainfall throughout the tournament. High temp of 72, comfortable on that Thursday. And of course, that low of 36 on Sunday. First Monday finish at the Players since 2005. And ladies and gentlemen, it was definitely worth it. Welcome to Studio 7. Damon Hack alongside Shane Bacon. Buddy, we were there for quite a bit of the championship. I still got goosebumps. It was a bit of a slog to get there, but I thought that the final couple of days, the tension, the storyline, the shot making was fantastic. I can't believe that the opening round was only 54 hours. It felt a lot longer, <laughs> I think, to a lot of us than just 54 hours. Uh, you know, the players delivers. It delivers each and every year. It's exciting. It's fun. You think of the last few champions we've had there and just the drama down the stretch. You know 17 looms. You know 18 looms. You know players have an opportunity to make an eagle or a birdie there at the 16th. You think about that Saturday and how much fun it was to oh. just simply sit around and watch golf and just experience all that craziness that was. It was everything you'd hope for and more in a championship. There's a lot of talk about is the Players' Championship a major? And to me, the Players' Championship is the Players' Championship, and that is good enough. It is as exciting an event as we have in golf, and I loved every minute of yeah. it, D. I couldn't get enough of it. I was driving to work this morning. I'm like, why do I love this championship so much? Because you can have a Justin Thomas win last year, one of the longest hitters in the game. You can have a Cam Smith who has short game magic. Kevin Kisner, you see him work his way around the golf course. Rory McIlroy won right. this, of course, back in 2019. Every style of play is welcome at this golf course if you're hitting your ball well, if you're doing your thing. Whatever you do well can be emphasized and appreciated at TPC Sawgrass. You know what plays at just about every golf course in the world? Uh, one putting almost every green, and that seemed like what we saw. Let's hear from the champ. I feel as though I'm, I'm playing, uh, you know, the best that I've ever played. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to think like that, uh, being kind of the last probably three or four years, being the guy that kind of goes from 20th to 40th um, in the world rankings and then all of a sudden to be sixth is, is kind of weird. But um, I feel as though I've put in the work and I feel as though I've done a lot of work on my body and I've put in the time. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see all that stuff paying off. And a lot of times when, when players win this tournament, they have to go off to the next event or, or, or fly home. But you are home, so how are you going to celebrate this one? Uh, sleep. <laughs> I feel I feel like I haven't slept in uh, five or six days. It's obviously been a, a long week. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few a few beers around the fire tonight. But um, yeah, I, I can't wait for a good sleep. And a look at how Cam Smith did for the week. 24 birdies, that was the most in the field. No doubles, very, very important. Sawgrass, considering the weather and the conditions, that tied for first in the field. You see, plus 11.52 strokes gained putting. That led, as did 42 one putts, the most 
in the field. And Dee, to me, this made me think back to 2004, the U.S. Open at Shinnecock. If you remember Ratif Goosen mm -hmm. in that final round, 24 putts, 11 total putts on the back nine. One putt at his final six holes. Cam on Monday, 24 total putts. 10 on the back nine. It seemed like he was one-putting every hole. The only hole he didn't one-putt, if you remember, was the par 5 16th, yeah. and that nearly went in. I mean, he nearly made, what, a 50-footer there for all one-putts on the back. Two things come to mind for me. One is the resourcefulness of this player, who's not hitting it all that great off of the tee, right. but finding a way to minimize the damage and to get that ball in the hole, to put a number on the card by hook or by crook. I love the short game, but also... The, the, not just the resourcefulness of this player, but how different this victory was compared to the one he had at the Century Tournament of Champions. That was a sprint on Maui, 34 under par. This was a slugfest at TPC Sagres. So let's look at this. So he wins the winning score, minus 34 versus, versus minus 13. But look at his stroke gain off the tee at the Century Tournament of Champions compared to the players. He was first in strokes gained off the tee at the Century. He was 68th out of 70 of the players who made the cut, but his strokes gained putting first at both venues. But for him to be able to win a golf tournament where everyone's making birdies, but also win a golf tournament when everybody is holding on, that tells me a lot about this player who is now firmly entrenched in the top 10. The one putts were going dead center. I mean, that was my takeaway is it felt like it was inevitable. It felt like the par saves were inevitable. They weren't going to miss. It was so he was so comfortable and there was no real celebration. I mean, you think about the shot and I'll call it the save there at the 16th from 244 to find the green. Wasn't a lot of celebration there. Take it on 17. And as you mentioned, potentially pushed that tee shot a little right of where he wanted. But there wasn't a lot of celebration. It just felt very inevitable mm. for a guy that feels very comfortable in his own skin. I mean, this is a guy now with two victories. And I love the point here. You're winning in two totally different ways. Yeah. We've talked a lot about golf being easy for the professional golfer this year. And this is something you've been talking about for the past year. How, how easy it must seem at times for the pro golfer to win two completely different ways. When you're striking the ball, two completely different ways. Totally in command of your driver in Hawaii and totally lost yeah. here. You're talking about a guy that can do it in different ways, and now you're thinking about what's upcoming in yeah. terms of the golf schedule, golf courses he's comfortable on, he's played well on. This is a guy that, to me, feels like he's just getting going in yeah. 2022. 28 years old. The way he was driving the golf ball at Ponte Vedra Beach reminded me of how he was driving the golf ball at the Masters in November of 2020, where he had four rounds in the 60s. He was hitting it everywhere, spraying it, but he kept finding a way to save par and keep rounds together. And Dustin Johnson, of course, ran away with that green jacket, but Cameron Smith was in the frame and you have to wonder what's next for this player you're seeing on Twitter a lot of the Australian golf writers kind of writing where he fits among the great Australian athletes right now Ash Barty being number one the fantastic tennis player but here's Cam Smith working his way up in the conversation of the best Aussie athletes on the planet right now and again going to Augusta National three top tens in his yeah. last four starts there can I critique something from our champion is that a thing I can do here Allowed? can I can I critique sure. just slightly critique something I was really surprised by the decision there on the 18th tee and I know he went on to win and I know he hit that great wedge shot that we showed there at the 18th but this is a guy that had really struggled on 18 throughout the week and hit the ball in the water twice on the 18th to date he'd come off the snap hook there at the 16th that we showed now I don't want I didn't want a three wood yeah I didn't want a head cover at all I was thinking iron if I take it back to 2012 the 18 t Pebble Beach Pro-Am if you remember it was Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods yeah. Tony Romo was involved as well and Phil Mickelson ran away with that golf tournament he shot 64 in the final round got to the 18th tee and that hole I'd say is similar in a way to sawgrass left is no good but mm. right's no good either and Phil Nichols hit four iron off the tee he said right. I am taking everything out of play and I was kind of pushing for an iron off the hmm. tee there for Cam Smith as well because five seemed like it was going to win the golf tournament now people could argue that Lahiri could have caught him and that was true the thing is nobody had birdied 17 and 18 the entire day not a single player yeah. had done that only six birdies on the 18th and I think a lot about the analytics in football when I think about what I'm talking about with Cam Smith here at the 18th analytically at times you get asked and told things to do you're up by three it's fourth and one you should go for it but I always think you got to look across the field who's the quarterback how's your defense do you have the 2000 Ravens as a defense then maybe a punt you know is it Tom Brady across the field maybe you go for it is it Kirk Cousins maybe a punt maybe he's not a guy that's as clutch as a Tom Brady you've got the best defense in golf 
at your back if you're Cam Smith. That's 17 and 18, right? Yeah. yeah. You've, got, you've got a great defense there. You've got a guy chasing you that is, in theory, not Tom Brady. It's yeah. not Justin Thomas. It's not John Rom. It's a guy playing great golf, but again, someone not comfortable in those situations. I just thought it would have been a nice time to maybe go 7-iron, seven 7-iron seven wedge, considering how good the wedge yeah. and the short game had been. I'll take the counterpoint argument. He'd hit it in the water twice right. earlier in the week and made five both Correct. times. From I, crazy spots, from crazy by the way. spots, and I think that's the strength of his game. He feels like he can get that ball as far down the, that hole as possible. He's going to find a way to make five. That's how, how good his wedge game was this past week. That's how good his putter was leading the field in strokes gained putting. I understand your point. I don't think he's thinking about, okay, who it is that's chasing right. me at this point. I think he's playing golf the way he plays. But I was with you then thinking, wait, wait, what are you doing chipping the ball just like Keegan Bradley? He said he caught it too flush and the ball went farther. And what do you know? Three balls in the water on that hole, and he makes five All every single times. time. In different ways. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing with the punch out and going in the water there is all of a sudden six is a real possibility. Yeah. Yeah. If you make six, now you could lose the golf tournament in, in regulation. Yeah. I mean, Leary had, what, nine iron in for a second shot after hitting a great tee shot there. You could, in theory, lose it there. I, I just, decision-making going ahead, going forward, when these situations arise, I'm going to be thinking about this moment because this time it worked. Mm. But at times it might not. And also, I'm reminded each and every year, I think I forget this when we get around to the players, right on 18 is brutal. Right on 18 yeah. is nothing fun to deal with. And if you can somehow find the fairway, Paul Casey kind of necked a three-wood yeah. there. does not matter. As long as it's in the fairway there at 18, you're in such a better position. Yeah. It doesn't matter what club you hit off the tee. Right is horrible. Left is no picnic no, either. No. You don't want to go left As either. we know. You mentioned the Masters. How about the updated odds presented by our friends at PointsBet Sportsbook? You see the players' champ at plus 1,400. I'd seen him at plus 1,800 earlier before the Players' Championship. John Rahm, though, he's like uh, immovable. We can't, we can't kick can't him off that him out of the spot. Way. The world. We'll, we'll probably talk about John Rahm here in just a little bit. Some ups and downs from John Rahm at the Players. Well, big news today. Henrik Stinson named the European Ryder Cup captain for next year in Italy. Henrik's going to jump on the phone and chat with us about it. Iceman. Yeah, yeah, he's going to come on. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back on golf today. we got breaking news on a – it's Tuesday, right? Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. That's right. Henrik Stenson's been named the European Ryder Cup captain for 2023 in Rome. Italy, the 2016 Open champion, helped lead Europe to victory in three of five of his appearances as a player before serving as an assistant captain in 2020. The 45-year-old becomes the first Swede to be named European captain. You mentioned those five appearances as a player. Three of those victories, 06, 2014, and 2018, was an assistant captain last year for Padraig Harrington overall playing record of 10 mm -hmm. 7 and 2 and we're joined now by the new European Ryder Cup captain Henrik congratulations first of all you've checked a lot of important boxes in this game major champ players champ Ryder Cup player you've won the season-long races on both big tours what was your first reaction to being named the European Ryder Cup captain yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm very humbled and and very proud to to be given this role. Um, you know, just going back to as a kid, uh, thinking about playing in the Ryder Cup, and then we we managed to achieve that, uh, and, and now we're sitting here as the captain. So it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Henrik, what is the number one role of a good Ryder Cup captain? I think being there for the players, uh, I, I want to be. I want to be a, a, a players' captain. Uh, make sure that they they really feel that, and, and they can they can contact me at any time with with any matter. And and then um, yeah, we're going to try and try and assemble the the absolute strongest. Or we'll, we will not try. We will assemble the the strongest team that we can for for the matches in Rome. And we're all very hungry to 
to win back the, the cup that we lost uh, last year. Well, things did not go well in Wisconsin, as you know, for Europe. How much was that just a tough week for the Europeans and a great week for the Americans versus having to reboot the system or check for bugs or trying to fix the team? Yeah, I think a combination of things. The, uh, the U.S. team was very strong and they played very well. Uh, our team was was also good, but we we didn't maybe come up to the to the standard that we wanted to. Uh, the stats kind of tell us that. And uh, going forward, we we're gonna have to have to um, both look at the the new talent that we have in Europe and uh, and see which ones of of the more experienced and older players that that are gonna be about. So it's uh, it could be a case of a little bit of a transformation on on our side. But uh, as as you all know, once you once you pull that jersey on and played for Europe, you don't want to take it off and give it to somebody else. So I'm, I'm pretty sure my, my older, um, my older, more experienced players, they don't want to give that up. So it's going to be an interesting uh, journey to follow throughout the qualification process. And there was a debrief after the matches at Whistling Straits uh, uh, that involved uh, players, caddies, and and everyone else around the team. So. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll take the take the uh, the feedback from that and uh, and come back even stronger. Henrik, now that you're the captain, how quick into this do you start the necessary planning? Pairing guys together in random tournaments that don't know a lot about each other, thinking about the golf courses, things of that nature. Yeah, I think uh, we, we got time. Uh, there's a slightly different timeline between uh, the American qualification process. Ours is starting a little bit later, so we got time to to figure those things out and. And uh, for me, it will be it will be about getting to know some of the players that I don't know that well, and and for them to know some of the other players that potentially will be on the team as well. So we we got time on our hands, and and uh, of course the planning will will start um, uh, as of today. Uh, I played the Italian Open at Marco De Simone last September, so uh, I really feel like that that was helpful. Uh, now, given the situation I'm in, to to play the golf course and. Uh, and know what, what awaits us uh, uh, for, for 23. Speaking of play, speaking of play, these days, 45, still an age where you can compete and win around the world. How will you balance preparing to captain with maybe, just maybe, playing well enough to make your own team? Well, if, if it's 55, that's the mark. I got no chance because I'm turning 46 in, in, in about three weeks. But uh, no, I'm, I'm still very much involved in, in, in the game, as you know, and, and working hard on my game at the moment to try and try and get it back to, to form. And uh, yeah, wouldn't it be that uh, that'd be something if I if I get going during the qualification process to, to make a few of the guys sweat a little bit extra. But we'll we'll see on that end. And, and uh, yeah, I'm just ex- uh, really excited for, for the journey ahead. Well, your counterpart, Zach Johnson, is an absolute novice when it comes to Italian wine. I mean, he's a 30 handicap. What plans do you have to mix in some great Italian wine dinners into the run-up? And I'm here to help uh, if you need some help. <laughs> yeah, you want to be there for the testing, do you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure I can. Uh, you know, we, we got expertise on our end. Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Miguel Jimenez is only... A phone call away, so I will I will know everything I need to know about Italian wines uh, when when it comes to that. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's it's a new chapter and and uh, and a new experience, and I'm really looking forward to it. Henrik, uh, have you thought about considering the way Cam Smith just played about maybe asking him for dual citizenship or see if he could maybe you know play for Europe as well as potentially playing on the Presidents Cup? Yeah, absolutely. I had the uh, the Swedish embassy uh, reach out, and <laughs> and uh, we we're we're in uh, in big contacts there. So we'll we'll see how that uh, ends. Now, congratulations to to Cameron on on that win. That was uh, that was phenomenal golfing. Yeah, joining you as a players champion. Well, Henrik, it's been fun to watch you play. It's gonna be fun to watch you captain as well. Congratulations on this huge honor. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Henrik Stenson, the man to lead Team Europe. And I tell you what, it's been a lot of gravy for Team Europe in Europe. The last U.S. win coming in 1993 on the road. So, Americans going to try to change that. Henrik Stenson going to try to keep the ball rolling for Europe. And this is a player, Shane, who has seen the bottom of this game. Someone who I think has earned a lot of respect from the European players as someone who has seen the height of this game, also battled driver yips and put his game back together to become one of the best of his era. 
Sounds a lot like Steve Stricker, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, when you think about players that have been unbelievable captains, Steve Stricker, a great captain for Team USA, who has seen a lot of things, seen the good, the bad, and the otherwise mm. in terms of being a professional golfer. When you think about a captain, what do you want? You want somebody that can lead. Henrik Stinson can lead. You want somebody that can joke. Henrik Stinson, mm. one of the sneaky, funny guys out there in professional golf. You want someone that has a ton of accomplishments, and that's what Henrik Stinson's done. He knows what it's like standing on the 18th tee in the biggest of moments and pulling off those types of golf shots. And you want somebody that knows how to win in a Ryder Cup. This is yeah. a guy that not only has won on the team side of things, but has a winning record individually. I have a question for you, kind yeah. of off of the Ryder Cup things in terms of Henrik Stinson. Are we talking about Henrik Stinson, the Hall of Fame golfer, at some point when you look at his career accolades? When you were listing those off, D, I was surprised as you kept going, you almost forgot how often, how great this guy's been. Yeah, he has a major, the Open, where he shot a final round 63 yeah, to hold salty. off Phil Mickelson. So you've got that. You've got the Players' Championship. He won on a very difficult Sunday at TPC Sawgrass. He has the FedEx Cup title. He's won the race to Dubai. He is a world-class player who's played on five Ryder Cup teams, and now this is another feather yes. in the cap. I do think that when all is said and done, we're talking about someone who maybe hit the three-wood as well as anybody <laughs> over the last 20 years, and because of that major championship that he won at Troon, the way he did, how he played on that Sunday, and having the players, and winning two season-long races on the two biggest tours on the globe, I think he's in. Do you? Ab absolutely. I, I agree with you. If that three-wood doesn't make it in the locker at his Hall of Fame, right. I don't know what we're even doing here. I, I, you know, I mentioned in that read, kind of introing Henrik there as the, as the captain, is the first Swede captain here. And mm. I think that's very, very important. You know, the European Ryder Cup team is going through a transition right now. It was dominated a lot by Spanish golfers and a lot like golfers from England. And you're going to start to see some more Scandinavian players mm. make these teams. you got the Hogard boys. You've obviously got Victor Hovland, you know, Norin, Kinholt. Broberg, there are a lot of these players that could potentially play themselves on this team. And I feel like, if nothing else, it's a comfort mm. to have Henrik Stinson as your captain, considering how this European team is not just going to change for 2023, but 2025 and beyond. It's going to look different than, I'd say, what we've seen in terms of a traditional Ryder Cup team on the European side. Mentioned the resume also has that kind of, uh, kind of that characteristic of not being a, someone who will panic yes. with the nickname of the Iceman. Well, our Jaime Diaz is here. He was with us, by the way, at the Players' Championship. Now he's here. Great to see you in studio, buddy. You've covered Henrik Stenson for a long time. Your thoughts of Henrik as captain? Well, I think he engenders a tremendous amount of respect because of what he's been through. That You mentioned the driver, Yips. That was really almost a career-ender. He did bring it back after a few years with Pete Cowan, but he almost left the tour completely. And, you know, to come back from that, just like Steve Stricker did, the players know what that takes. And when you have that kind of grit, that's a good leader. The other thing is he had a real financial crisis with the Stanford Investments. Uh, Alan Stanford went to to prison for a Ponzi scheme that, unfortunately, Henrik lost about $8 million. And he talked about it, how tough that was, how what a loop it threw him for, and his family as well. And he came back from that and won the FedEx Cup and, and won the race to Dubai and, of course, played incredibly uh, at, at, the, uh, at Troon to win that Open Championship and really recovered beautifully from something that could have been even more dev devastating than a golf uh, problem. He, this was a life problem. So, you know, he has a certain amount of panache about his life, and I think the way he handles himself, his humor, the way he is in front of people as a front man, he'll be a great representative for the Ryder Cup. I just think he makes a lot of sense in so many ways, and I think he's going to embrace this because it is, you know, the time now where legacy, you start talking about legacy, and this is one of the missing pieces. Being a Ryder Cup captain, especially for a European, that's almost the ultimate. Hi, I mean, when you think about successful Ryder Cup captains right now, modern-day successful Ryder Cup captains, it sure seems that it works well when you've got someone there captaining you that you've played with, that you understand, that you've seen out on the golf course, that you've competed against. It feels like the modern player now captain is the way to go. I think that's right, and I think because the game's changed so much, when you have an older player who stayed contemporary, there's more respect, there's more of a bond, it's more relatable, and then you start seeing the younger players listen to them more because they do have a, a reservoir of knowledge and a reservoir of experience that they might be curious about. But if it's just a guy who's from a different era who doesn't relate to them, that creates, I think, a schism sometimes. So Henrik, you know, checks both those boxes. He can still play with those guys. I mean, when he won a Troon, I don't think there's been a better iron player in terms of just hitting the ball solid with authority over and over again in a major championship. That was incredible, um, you know, ball striking that I think any young player would respect, but also the way that he relates as a kind of youthful presence with his sensibility. He's got, you know, just a nice manner about him that uh, he doesn't, you know, try to go, you know, hey, you guys, uh, you don't know how good uh, we were and all that. It's, he lives in the present, and I think 
Uh, he's funny. He can tell stories. All those things. And like you said, he can he can hit the ball with them. I mean, they they envy his irons, and he probably hits three wood farther than they do, and he's still. So you know, Hendrick's got uh, I think something that it's hard to find, but he is lives in both worlds. The, you know, the the old school and the new school. So, Jaime, now we know both captains, Zach Johnson for the Americans, Henrik Stenson for the Europeans. How do you think this chess match will <laughs> unfold from a tactical standpoint? Well, right now, I think Zach Johnson has the strength and can kind of stand pat. I mean, what happened uh, at Whistling Straits is something you want to continue. Uh, Henrik, on the other hand, could be transformational. You talk about those Hogarth twins. I mean, Europe has not mined the young players yet, and I think that's what Hen Henrik is going to do. I think they need an extra element. More talent, more speed, more youth, more of a, of a power game probably to hang with the Americans. Perhaps the Italian course will be set up like uh, the French, you know, uh, uh, National in France. But still, uh, I think the Europeans are aging out, and the experience is great. But at some point, you get overpowered, and I think Europe's going to try to get more powerful and young. He hates when I say this. The great, great oh, he is. Jaime <laughs> Diaz with a great, great sweater. We appreciate the time. That has been a busy man this past week. Great stuff on Henrik Stinson. Well, coming up, winners that didn't win. You get one trophy at yep. the players. But you can have a great week. Walk away with a lot of money and prestige and moments. That's next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Cam Smith takes home the trophy, the biggest win of his career. Do you have somebody else that, you know, had a great week without winning the championship? I, I, I figured someone was going to go with Lahiri, so I just wanted to go somewhere different. I'm going to go with Doug Gim. You know, this mm. is his second player's championship. Yeah. He shot par better in seven of his eight rounds. You remember last year, he was right in the hunt. He was three back of Lee Westwood going to that final round, and he really, really struggled. Comes back the next year and finishes in a tie for sixth. 28% of Doug Gim's career earnings have come in his two starts at the Players' Championship. He likes this golf course when not a lot of people can figure it out. He's played really well at Sawgrass. Yeah. When, again, consistency is not in the cards for so many players, even the best in the world. We know Doug Gim is one of those players that has the pedigree and the talent to be great and to win on the PGA Tour. Nice to see him at least playing well in two, in two weeks at a golf course that matters and a golf tournament that can pay out the way it does. I actually talked to Doug Gim on Tuesday on 17T, uh, and I was like, hey, man, how are you doing with the, the pressure and all the, the forecasts and the, the weather that's coming in. He was like, hey, man, this is a great week. There's no pro-am this week. He was, he had the right perspective. Love that attitude. And attitude. It was so cool. He let a buddy of his, not just a caddy, but a buddy of his hit a tee shot on 17 that was walking in the group on that Tuesday. He was so relaxed and so joyful. No wonder he plays so well on a very, very stressful golf course. I mean, think about where he's played well at before. Yeah. Wins, you know, contends and nearly wins the U.S. Yeah. Amateur at Riviera, for goodness sakes. I mean, yeah. talk about one of the really tough golf courses out there. So, I, I'm, I went Doug Gim. Where are you going? I Andy? did go honorably yeah, here. Of I was Somebody with someone to. who was going to. Somebody think, had to. Yeah, this is a player who talked about it beautifully in that sound right there, saying, I, I've been playing horribly the last couple of years, but he also had a pre-tournament press conference where he was asked about the state of his game. He said, it's only one week. It could be one week where all of a sudden you're playing at Augusta or all of a sudden you have that two- to three-year exemption or all of a sudden you are a player's champion. That did not happen for him this week, but now he has somewhere in the mid-300s in FedEx Cup points. It was 420 or so last year for Chesson Hadley in that 125 spot. So if he can just kind of keep the ball on the planet right. over the next few months, <laughs> he has his card for next year. But I just love to his attitude and his perspective. And I think that's a part of this. In this era 
uh, Victor Hovland, who just seems so joyful and positive. I think that's an important 15th club to have. I think Doug Gim has it. I think Anurban Lahiri has it as well. There were some real positive reactions to players that didn't get it done. Yeah. You think about Paul Casey and the way he talked about it after the round about the break there at the 16th. He said, you know, this is kind of golf. It's a bad break. I went up there and tried to figure out the best way to make a birdie. Of course, he wasn't able to make four there. But again, if that ball rolls anywhere else yeah. there, he has a great chance to potentially make a three. And this whole show could be different. One simple break, the attitude has to be there. You think about one of the great stories of the year in Sahith the Gala yeah. at the WM Phoenix Open and the way he took that loss and the way he kind of gained mm. fans and everybody kind of rooting on for a guy that wasn't able to close it out. Lahiri speaks to my soul the way he talks about professional golf because we're going to sit here and talk most of the time about the consistent players, the best in the world, the guys that have a bad week and finish in a tie for eighth. The reason golf is such a special sport is because you can have weeks like this yeah. where you're not playing great and things aren't clicking, and all of a sudden you find one small thing, yeah. and all of it works out in your favor, and you're getting yourself in contention at great tournaments. This is why I chase the dream of yeah. making a U.S. Open, because mm. what happens if I catch fire one day yeah. and I get into a qualifier and I go out there and shoot even the first round, and who knows what happens in the afternoon? This is why so many people continue to chase this dream of golf, because we all know we've done it before, and we hope we can find it again. And for Lahiri, I hope this build builds more and more, because we've seen how good he can be. And what a week to do it, the flagship oh. event of the PGA Tour. Nice week for money. Where Tiger's into the Hall of Fame and, and Tim Fincham and Marion Hall. It's just a neat week for it to happen at an event that I think continues to grow in terms of prestige. You know I love a, a scorecard. and You know I love a good psycho scorecard. But, you know, I, I kind of keep my eye on all scorecards yeah. and their happenings. How about a, a cycle scorecard? A CY. Yeah, you're, you're a baseball guy, right? I, I, yeah, love I, mean, I, I love when people hit for the cycle. It's Very one rare. of my favorite things. Very so, rare. Russell Henley who started on the 10th, if you remember in this final run, made double bogey on the 10, and then makes a double eagle or an albatross or a super eagle or whatever you want to call it on 11. So he's got now he's got the double bogey and he's got the double eagle. Now he makes birdie on 17, so he's got the birdie. Well, he makes an eagle on two. So now you're at an eagle. So now I am unfortunately rooting for a bogey from Russell Henley. Now, I don't want to root for bogeys for any player out there in professional golf, but we got the bogey on the sixth. Of course, you see the par sprinkled in there as well. So we get, you count them all up. You get a double eagle, you get an eagle, you get a birdie, a par, a bogey, and a double Did bogey. Did he need a triple bogey also? A lot of people are saying the saying. symmetry. If you're talking yeah. symmetry, yeah. that would have helped okay. as well. All-time albatrosses at the player since 1983. Henley adding his name. Harris English back in 2019. I watched the highlight of the Cabrera Bayo one on yeah, 16. Remember yeah. kicking off that back hill and going in. Hunter Mahan as well in 07. And this isn't the only time this has happened. Yeah. The Daniel Chopra, if you remember back in 2008, you do not remember this unless you are Kevin Casey or someone else of the ilk. 2008, Shriners Children's Hospital, second round. A double eagle, an eagle, a double bogey, a bogey, a par, a birdie. It's happened before, but it is very rare. Are you a double eagle guy or albatross guy? I think I say double eagle more. I see, I've been to the UK quite a bit. I, I say albatross more. Okay, yeah, it's fair. That's all right. I, I I understand why double eagle doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Solly and Nolan up of triple birdie. I think yeah. triple birdie is a good play. Whatever it is, it's a great shot. It's great. Call it what you want. Speaking of great, yeah, camps with great player. Trevor Immelman will have him on his Presidents Cup team. He'll join us coming up. up it's the uh, major championship portion of the program well captain my captain Trevor Immelman international captain of the President's Cup joins us to talk about Cam Smith and a team that looks strong to quite strong and a three-time major champ Patrick Harrington the most recent European Ryder Cup captain joins us to talk about Henrik Stenson the Iceman leading Europe in Italy that is coming up right here on Golf Today. Golf Today, brought to you by PointsBet. It is Golf Today, second hour on a Tuesday. Mm. It feels like a Monday, reacting to a great championship in the players. Uh, a lot of fun to watch yesterday. A lot of fun to watch all week. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what your situation was like on Saturday. 
I was glued. I was yeah. just glued. I yeah. couldn't get away from it with the winds up and just the cameras going back and forth to 17 in the action. Just so much unknown, so much volatility. You know, we had our own Brandel Chambly saying that 17 needs to be altered a little bit. I, I couldn't uh, disagree more, actually. I love 17 and the volatility, even in the wind, even if some of the best players of this era were having trouble finding the land. I just thought for so much of the week, we had no idea how this golf tournament would end. There was just no kind of storyline to hold on to. The storyline was chaos. Chaos indeed, and I'm with you on the 17th. I mean, we had one day of it really wrecking havoc, and even yeah, at that okay. point, there was something like 21% of the players found the water. I mean, that's one-fifth of the field finding water on a hole. We saw players that could navigate the conditions, yeah. and that was what was so special about the day because we've seen it when it's so hard nobody can play well. You heard players, you know, criticizing Bay Hill yeah. last week when they were talking about the golf course not rewarding a good golf shot. This was a place that did. Yeah. This was a place where Justin Thomas and Bubba Watson played bogey-free rounds of golf. They went, went about it a different way. Everything in terms of stock yardage went out yeah. the window. And when you look ahead to these championships coming forward, and you look at the old course at St. Andrews, and you kind of look at the way Justin Thomas has played in opens, no top tens. He does have a T11th back in 2019. What was similar to 2019 at the open, what was similar to the players in 2022, conditions. It was yeah. windy. It was tough. It was asking so many questions of players to hit different types of golf shots. It was so fun to watch. These players have to figure out things that they don't typically have to figure out. Rory went 63-80 yes. at the old course because of the conditions, and I'm okay with that. We're not going to start changing the holes at St. Andrews because the day gets a little bit crazy for the best players in the world. TPC Sawgrass gave us everything we wanted this past week. The players delivered. Yeah. The players truly delivered. It was so much fun to watch. It was confusing at times to watch, considering how much start and stopping we had. Of course, the winner, Cam Smith. But it, we didn't know where the cut line was going to be. We didn't know when the cut oh. was going to happen at times. You didn't know what round it was, what day it was. So uh, it's probably worth a visit to on the number to look at some of the players that didn't make it on the number and were able to have some fun on the weekend. Yeah, you see that plus two number and some of the players who very happy to make it into those final couple of rounds. Nick Watney had a huge par putt to make it into the weekend. You see Rory McIlroy and kind of a mixed bag. If you're a Rory fan, you just don't really, you don't really like the fact that he was not in the conversation on the leaderboard. Scott Stallings, I saw him on the tee on Tuesday say, hey man, Sepp Straka won. You know, I said, Scotty Scheffler won. Nice. So a player in SS, I said, you're going to win the players. And, and he said some deep analysis there, Damon. Well, I mean, that's, 60, that's 65, though. I mean, again, this is why we do on the numbers. Yeah. Because players had that opportunity to go out there and do something special, considering the FedEx Cup points, considering the amount of money up for grabs. You know, one of the reasons that we do on the numbers because of Max Homa. I mean, yeah. because Max Homa used to bring this up on the Get a Grip podcast that we did together. Max Homa's a guy that made it in at plus one. The mm. cut was plus two. So he gets in by a shot. And this is a guy that moved up the leaderboard over those final two rounds, shot 71 in that third round and shot 66 in the final round on the other side of the golf course and nearly got into the top 10 on the leaderboard. These are important things for players that are yeah. having great seasons. Max already with a victory, but when you look at the way he has played at some of these tough golf courses, he's continually finishing in the top 15 and 20 on the leaderboard. And again, not really where he wants to be. He was on the wrong side of the draw, if you will, considering the conditions through those first two rounds. But he made something out of nothing after he got into the quote-unquote weekend. Of course, it was a Sunday and Monday finish, but he got into the weekend. Yeah. And he played a great final round, and all of a sudden you make a ton of money. By That's doing huge. that, it changes your year. With the money available, with the FedEx Cup points available this week, just making it into the final two rounds was huge. And Scott Stallings was one of those players who didn't just make it on the number. Then he went out and shot 65, yes. and he was – all of a sudden, in the mix to right. win the most important event on the PGA Tour. And this is someone who, you know, could have been trunk slamming. Instead, he had a chance to win the golf. We shot 75 in the final round, unfortunately. But there's always something to play for, but especially a week like this week where everything is heightened. The golf course is so difficult. The prize is so rich. $3.6 for the winner. $20 million purse overall. And you see... That final round, uh, or sorry, round two for Sky Shot 75 in the final round as well. But this is someone who, for a reason, for a long time, looked like he had no chance. He shoots that 65 in the third round, and he's right back in the mix.
it's really important to make cuts in professional yeah. golf. And I know it's a silly thing to throw out there, but to make these cuts in championships, they, they tell you that things are going the right way. I mean, for a middling professional golfer, somebody trying to find something, making it to the weekend at the players and at major championships mm. and WGC events, Riviera, Bay Hill, these types of places that are elevated. They're yeah. bigger events. They've got tougher fields. You know who you're playing against. You know what that field is going to look like. It's so important to do it. I mean, we talk about Lahiri and that great week he had yeah he didn't win but he's going to take so much away from a second place finish and a lot of players take a lot away from I made a birdie on the last hole I played the back nine and even par in tough conditions and that got me to a paycheck and it got me to very very important FedEx Cup points at one of the biggest events of the year so on the number of important most weeks yeah. very important to players a lot of winners a lot of people smiling on this Tuesday maybe nobody smiling more maybe Cam Smith how about the international President's Cup Trevor's captain, always smiling. Trevor Immelman, always in a good mood, but seeing Camp Smith play so well. Anabon Lahiri, the international team, going from strength to strength. We visit with T.I. coming up. It was a great week at the players. Cam Smith, just electric. He made, he made 10 birdies in the final round. I mean, eight of nine one-putts coming home. And, and I've said it, and I'll say it again, Nearly nine out of nine. The putt on 16 yeah. just about went five feet out. I thought it was going. I, I mean, just neat to see a player, you know, go from 34 under winning so on cool. Maui to 13 under winning at TPC Sawgrass. And you look at the international season, these hopefuls to win. I mean, Sung JM, Joaquin Neiman, Lucas Herbert, Hideki. I, I mean, you know, if we're waiting for a little bit of competition. I think we're starting to see it between the U.S. and the international. I know who took a screenshot of that graphic, and that is Trevor Emmelman. That is something he wants to send out to his team as he should. Exciting stuff as we get closer and closer to Quail Hollow. Trevor, Stars and Cars edition joins us now. And Trevor, we've shown a lot of the Cam Smith experience today on Golf Today from the players. When's the last time you saw somebody that confident on the greens? Man, it had been a little while, Shane. Nice to join you guys. Yeah, it was such an impressive performance from him with the flat stick. And what was that, like 10 putts in the final nine holes with all that pressure and money and FedEx Cup points and all that stuff going on, world rankings. Uh, just kept rushing those putts in with perfect speed. Uh, really, really impressive performance from him there yesterday. Kind of unflappable. No matter what happened and how things transpired, the dude just stayed so calm the whole day. Uh, Trevor, your team is not set yet, but what are your thoughts on how the international team is at least shaping up? Are you smiling and happy? Are you concerned and nervous? Kind of, What's your mindset at this point on this Tuesday? Well, look, you guys know me. I'm always a little concerned and nervous, and that's just, that's just <laughs> part of the gig. I'm making sure that, uh, you know, everything is taken care of for these guys and that things are moving in the right direction from a team standpoint. Uh, but I got to say, with what they are producing on the golf course. I'm extremely proud of the way that they've gone about uh, managing their games and continuing to improve. You know, you look at 2019 when we had seven rookies on that team of 12 down in Melbourne. Uh, you know, those youngsters have really stepped up to the plate and are starting to, to win tournaments, win the biggest tournaments now. You guys had a cool graphic there of all those wins. And so, uh, you know, that's what we're hoping to build on. It's still a gigantic front of all of us uh, to be able to beat this uh, incredible American team. But I really am happy with how these guys are starting to step up in the biggest events. Trevor, the way you've observed Cam Smith this season with the way he was able to roll the rock over the weekend at the players and as we transition to Augusta National, this guy has to be one of the favorites on your list as we get closer and closer to the Masters, I assume. Are you talking about for our team or for the Masters? For the Masters and Cam. Just as we get closer and closer, three top tens in his last four starts. I mean, you know the golf course as well as anybody. I feel like he's got to be somebody we're circling for the Masters next month. That's a, that's a great call. And, you know, he's played well there before, having that second back in 2020 when DJ won the green jacket. So he knows how to play well around there. He knows what it takes. Uh, Australians... Uh, have had a pretty good record round then, you know, not too many winners, but a bunch of Australia is really coming close down the stretch. So they like that kind of golf. They like firm, fast conditions. They like when the ball is running a lot, where they can use their imagination and those incredible short games that all of them seem 
to have. So uh, I'd say he's a pretty good bet. You know, Shane is that mentally to get too riled up. He has an amazing work ethic, but he also has an amazing balance to his life to where I don't think he's going to take uh, all of this too seriously. I think he's going to take it in his stride and just keep doing what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with because once this guy gets the bit between his teeth, we all saw yesterday just uh, how he can step up to the plate in the biggest moments. He does not shy away from the pressure at all. Trevor, if you played professional golf at the highest level, at some point you've had to overcome some struggle, some dark days. What should we know about Anurban Lahiri? He was played on two President's Cup teams, 15 and 17, and now aiming for a third team. Well, look, he's got some toughness as well. For most of us who grew up all over the world, uh, dreaming of coming to play in the U.S. and play on the PGA Tour, for the most part, all of us have had to rebuild a life in another country. And that takes a lot of guts and determination as well. Um, coming over here on your own a lot of times and trying to find a way to pursue your dream. And so all of us have a little bit of that chip on our shoulder. And, uh, you know, Anubhan definitely has that. He's a journeyman. He's played on a bunch of different tours. He's won all over the world. And, you know, a couple of seasons ago, he also had a, a, a pretty serious brush with COVID when he had to go into the hospital for a little while. So uh, nice to see him back to full fitness and, and starting to get some confidence in his game. We actually had him at our team dinner last week at Bay Hill. It was great to catch up with him again. And you could start the feel for he was having a, a fun evening. He was pretty relaxed. He was talking about these new irons that uh, he was working on where he put a bunch of extra weight uh, on them with some lead tape and uh, really was excited for him to not just step up uh, in the first three rounds, but when he got to that final round, he did not shy away at all. I mean, he played a beautiful round of golf and finished strong. He just, uh, unfortunately for him, got, got beat by a better player on the day in Cam Smith. Hey, Trevor, I'm not going to tell you what to do at Quell Hollow. I'm not going to text you messages and advice, but I, I do have one small thing that I'd go with. Cam Smith needs to play alt shot every match. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, give me some of your strategy behind that. Why? You're saying because he's <laughs> such a good short gamer? Or what are you thinking? I'm just, you know what? You're going to have to make putts and alt shot. You got to make putts every now and again. It's nice to have him hitting about half of them, you know? I got to say, uh, I'll be pretty surprised if he doesn't play all five <laughs> matches, Shane. <laughs> That's a fair point. All right, Trevor, we're going to get you out on this. Uh, we've had a yep. debate today around the office and on the show. Are you a double eagle guy? Are you an albatross guy? What term do you go oh, with? Albatross all the way. Okay. It's albatross all the way. Getting yelled at on social media. I'm 100% I'm with you, T. I want to leave you with one more real quick. You know, Nick Price, as you know, and Ernie, as you know, tried so hard to build this cohesion with players from different parts of the world. Where are you in that process of feeling like, you know what, I may have guys from different countries, but we're all fighting behind this shield and all pulling together as one? Yeah, uh, Damon, those guys did do a great job. And, you know, Ernie took it one step further when he added our logo and our shield. And that's something that we're all behind now and very proud of. And I'm just trying to keep that ball moving, so to speak. We've been spending a lot of time together, getting to know a lot of the players. I'm quite fortunate in my broadcasting job to where I spend a lot of time at tournaments. So I'm able to walk the range, walk the course, hang out with these guys, get to know them and their families. And the more and more they start feeling comfortable amongst each other, uh, then we're not going to have to waste uh, the majority of the week at the President's Cup starting to feel comfortable around each other. So that's definitely something that we're, we're looking for and working on always. Uh, the other thing that's quite fun to see is organically, as these guys start to play better and better, you see them getting paired together more often at PGA Tour events. So all that extra time, those are just things that uh, we're banking and uh, hoping we can put to good use come President's Cup time. All roads lead to Quail Hollow. Drive safe. B by the way, T.I., it's always great to spend some time with you, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I'm on my way to pick the kids up from school, David, so it's great <laughs> to chat to you guys.
Masters champ and a dad. I mean, just, you know. Got to do both. Got to do the honey-do list. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Love the hat, by the way. Love the hat. Yeah. Really, really I, I good do. stuff. Love that shield. Strong, strong look for the captain of the international team. Might not be a strong look what we saw at 16 at the, get into this? the par five. Should we take a deep dive? You know, the microphone's picking up a bit of a testy conversation. Worth five minutes of your time to watch this. We'll chat about it next. Back on Golf Today, Henrik Stenson has been named the European captain for the Ryder Cup 2023 Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Rome, Italy. From September 29th to October 1st, the 2016 Open champ helped lead Europe to victory in three of five of his appearances as a player before serving as assistant captain in the 2020 edition of the Daniel Contest. 45-year-old becomes the first Swede to be named the European captain the career highlights fantastic resume he won the players he won the open fedex cup champ twice a winner of the race to dubai olympic silver medalist in 2016 and a five-time member as we mentioned of that Ryder cup as a player and joins a fantastic list of previous captains for europe jose maria olathabo paul mcginley who had a nice week at the players Aaron clark Thomas Bjorn and Padraig Harrington. And earlier today, Luke Donald caught up with Kira K. Dixon on the news of the day. Uh, Luke, can you just uh, describe your reaction when you heard that Henrik Stenson was going to be the Ryder Cup captain for Team Europe? Well, personally, obviously, I was one of the candidates too. I had a chance to, to be that, to, to fill that role. And so I'm disappointed personally. I would have loved that honor. And uh, hopefully that will, will still present its, uh, an opportunity down the road. But, uh, you know, happy for Henrik. Uh, I've known Henrik a long time. Uh, great Ryder Cup record. Uh, played in five Ryder Cups. Brings a lot of experience. And uh, I'm sure he'll do a great job. How would you describe him as a competitor in the Ryder Cup? And then we'll get to what you think he'll be as a captain. We've never paired up uh, as teammates, um, you know, in four balls or foursomes. But, um, you know, on the course, he looks very uh, stern, very kind of hides behind his glasses. You know, quite know what he's thinking. Off the course, he's quite lighthearted. He's a little bit of a joker at heart. So um, I'm sure he'll bring a mixture of those characteristics to, to his captaincy. Yeah. And what, what sort of energy do you think will be in the team room with him as captain? Well, after the hiding we took uh, last year, uh, hopefully um, our tails will uh, be up. We'll be uh, up for the challenge. Um, we certainly didn't enjoy um, losing to uh, to the U.S. As, as badly as we did. They, we, we know they're a strong team, and they'll be very strong in Rome. Um, but I'm sure the guys will be up for it no matter what. Awesome. Thanks for the time, Luke. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, some recent Ryder Cup results. And before I get to these results, so Kira K. Dixon did that interview with Luke Donald. Yeah. I played golf with Kira K. last week. And I haven't played a lot of golf in 2022, i got to be honest. Yeah. Shot of the year that I've seen so far. Kira K., par 4 fourth, 91 yards, fairway bunker, hole-out eagle. Thank you for coming. Wow, Kira K. Hole out eagle from the fairway bunk. Miss America and a baller. Oh, I mean, okay. every time I play with her, she makes like four birdies. <laughs> that was, by the way, that's the recent result. Oh, is that what that was? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just ignoring what's on the screen. <laughs> we got some social media reactions. Thomas Bjorn, victorious captain for Europe back in 2018. Time to get behind the Iceman. Congratulations, Henrik, on being appointed captain. Go Team Europe. Hashtag Rome 2023. And at Ryder Cup Europe. Sir Nick Faldo, Henrik Stinson's a great guy, one of the best dry wits around. Really a tough job on his hands as the Ryder Cup captain. Half the team will probably be the old school, the backbone with maybe six unknownish rookies. I wish him and the team the best of luck. Some analysis there as well. Speaking of the Ryder Cup, newly named U.S. Captain Zach Johnson did this. This is ridiculous. On Saturday. This? this was like... Now, this should, should that be a shot? Yes. It should be a shot, right? You did. You don't get to just repeg. This is the U.S. This is the Ryder third, Cup captain. This is the third time he's done this. Two-time major champ. Did it the Masters? Future did World it. Golf Hall of Fame member. Did it? Did it the Phoenix Open? <laughs> Sheer talent. That's good. Now that's good. Take the penalty stroke off for that joke. Just take a step back, Zach, away from the ball. <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? I can't believe he hit it again. Could have hit somebody in the knee. Did he hit somebody? I don't, I don't know if he took anybody out. <laughs> Do you sign a glove if it doesn't count as a stroke? <laughs> I sure hope so. I hope he did sign.